Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. another episode of relics radio this is a family friendly show so the entire family can join us as we talk metal detecting relic and treasure hunting you can also call into the show at 270-495-0315 or join in the chat and post any comments or questions you might have relics radio is available live on the spreaker app but it's also archived wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Relics Radio. Hey, it's another Thursday night. Another Thursday night. They just keep coming and coming Incoming. Hey everyone, DK here with Adventures in Dirt, hosting the Relics Radio Show tonight out of northern Colorado. Beautiful weather here today, some nice uh, heat hitting us, and uh, I'm joined tonight by another Coloradan, a friend of mine, my digging buddy, Tony from 5280 Adventures. Tony, it's another Thursday. It seems like these happen every single week. Yeah. When are they going to stop here? <laughs> Amazing, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me, DK. It's, it's another uh, another fantastic Relics Radio show. I'm ready for tonight for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Last week was great. Uh, tonight's going to be uh, really good. We got a great guest on with us tonight. Um, but um, you know, I was uh, talking earlier about I almost didn't make it again to the show. I came racing up from Denver, which is about an hour and a half. Now that I live further north. And uh, I came screaming up north there. The president of my company kind of kept me a little long, and I was like, uh, hey, I got to get going. I got a long drive, and I got to prep for the show and get the equipment all set up and turned on right and uh, just uh, made sure everything was going good. You know, I bought a new uh, Internet router yesterday. Oh, Um, nice. Mine was just – I had a brand new one when we bought this house. I bought a brand new one, and it just was tanking. It was disconnecting two or three times every day. I tried to watch some videos on how to fix it, and it just was like, you know what? For a brand new router, I'm going to dump it. So I got another one good. in, and it's been working great ever since. Well, so. that, that's good to know because I don't want to uh, I don't want to lose connection here. And and yep. I was thinking when you were t- telling that story of uh, you racing up up to the house and stuff. Here's the good thing, there, DK. The show can't start without you. <laughs> so. That's true. I have to push the button. It might not buttons. be on time, but you're always going to push the right button to start it. I am the best button pusher you've ever seen. I yeah. can push buttons like the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Tony? 
Uh, just working hard, and uh, I mean, you obviously know about my chickens and stuff. The chickens are going well. Yeah. I got them out uh, this week. I actually got them out uh, on the pasture, so they're excited. They're scratching around and, and eating insects and living their best life for the next eight weeks, and then they, uh, they're they taking a trip to uh, the freezer after that, so... <laughs> They don't know that yet. But they, that's all right. We won't but, tell them. Keep that a secret. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing some research for metal detecting too. I know that uh, the weather. It, we had a little bit of a cold couple days here this week, and uh, I'm starting to feel like maybe we should be getting out here pretty soon. Thirty August, you know. Yeah, it's so much better when you can go out with weather that's like in the seventies, you know, mid seventies, high seventies. That's just perfect. And when you get a little it, cloud cover, it's great. Yeah. Who yeah. we got coming in the chat tonight? Holy cow, Ohio Relic Hunter, first one in tonight. Ding, ding, ding. This evening, we've got Scotty D saying, hey, guys, detecting addicts. Mr. Bill Hayes is always welcoming people in here. Uh, who else we got? We got this guy, Ken King. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably delete him out, maybe mute his, uh, mute his chat. Is he the prank uh, caller we had last week? He was that prank caller. I know he was. <laughs> uh <laughs> Mr. Larry Stevens says oh, hello, everyone. All the way Look from Bug Tussle. How are you doing, Larry? Swamp Fox? Yep. Who else it. am I missing here? Who else do you see? Uh, Who did I leave out? Uh, looks like somebody named uh, Indy. Anna. Indy. Indiana. In- Indy. Yeah. Indy. Indiana Tones. Oh, we, that's our guest tonight. We, he, I, I heard that he was named after the dog. Isn't that from uh, the movie Indiana Jones? The movie? Yeah, I don't know. Named him after the dog. You don't know that one. I okay. don't know. No. Don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frederick Romano just popped in. Yeah, hey, Good Frederick. Good morning, Frederick. Doing, Fred. Good to see you. Sweet. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. Another another great night here at uh, Relics Radio Thursday night. We're in was August fifth tonight, and. Uh, yeah, summer's cruising right along, and we just want to wish well everyone well out there. If you get out hunting, be safe. Look out for them ticks. Uh, look out for them snakes. <laughs> Go find the goods. Yeah. Let us know about it. If you're not a member of the Relics Radio Facebook group, links are going to be right down below for that. You head on over there and check it out. We'd love to have you over there as a member the Relics Radio Facebook group. Um Always having a good time over there, posting finds and uh, upcoming guests, and uh, just uh, all the great some stu- some great stuff going on. Um, hey, you want to bring our guest on? Let's go ahead and get to Lou. Lou, I'm really excited to speak with Lou. I was real gracious that he was uh, able to come on with us tonight. Uh, let's bring him on. Let's get that going. Absolutely, someone who's been on YouTube for a while. Fantastic guy. I've, I've spoken to over the last couple of years. Actually, I am proud to bring on and speak with tonight. Mr. Indiana Tones himself, Lou. What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good evening, everybody. Excellent. Lou, good to hear from you, man. Good to see you. Likewise. Yep. Thanks for coming on and being our guest tonight. I was was real happy when you said you would do it. Uh, uh, How do you pronounce your last name? I just want to make sure I'm not butchering. Is it DeFeo or is it? That's correct. Just like the Amityville Horror family. That's right. Okay. (laughs) No relation? (laughs) No relation? Same name, but I'm not the same family. Well, if you have, if you have, <laughs> enough, <laughs> if you have, if you have uh, any ends there, we can go detect that house. Um, I actually look. thought about sending a letter to them. But I don't know if that's a good idea, though. 
<laughs> yeah, man, that'd be interesting. Yeah. What have you been doing? Thank you so much for coming on yep. tonight. We appreciate the, your time oh, and stuff. I'm, what have you been up to My here? My pleasure. Lately, I'm, I'm flattered to come yeah. on in. Great. Well, we got we got your link in the chat. Tony just put your link up to Indiana Tones YouTube channel. You can go over there and check that out. Uh, in the link down below, yeah, in the description down below, we got his Facebook group down there. We've got his YouTube channel. Feel free to go check out his his channel, watch some of his videos, and if you like what he does, hit that subscribe button. Um, and he's always doing some great stuff over there in New York City, uh, Staten Island, boy, uh, Dead Horse Bay. We're going to talk about it all tonight. Just some interesting, uh, very historic areas over there that you're hunting in these days, Lou. Yes, yeah, Staten Island. Uh, the- forgotten fifth borough of new york city is definitely rich in history dating back to native americans from 1100 the year 1100 and they even had found prehistoric things when they were digging for pipelines dutch um the dutch the english army that was here so and um six civil war camps there's so much history and things to find here uh and we are the borough of parks so we have tons of wood that we find relics in uh, it's just unfortunate we can't go out there in the summertime because of the tick problem we have right <laughs> a lot of them huh yeah. be careful of those major, oh, it, major yeah. problem we have an influx of deer um that we're not allowed to hunt so they just have been breeding like crazy oh, man. and because the because of the pandemic they had this ridiculous um program where they were uh neutering these deer that that stopped, so they're just spreading, and then there's just ticks everywhere now. Wow. <laughs> great. I got my first it's tick on me here wow. a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't believe it. I'd never I'd been lucked out and never got a tick on me. I, would, I had one when I was a kid, but, I mean, since I've been detecting it out in the woods and stuff, I just had never gotten one on me and finally got one. I was like, well, it's kind of a badge of honor, I guess. All those guys <laughs> back east getting them a lot, yeah. So they bite you? Uh, yeah, it got into me. I was had to remove it pretty oh, okay. carefully. It's, it was a little, okay. little guy. But I got him okay. out with his head, head intact and uh, just drew a little bit of blood. Gave him a little snack. <laughs> yeah. So Native Americans at Staten Island. That's correct. That's correct. You ever find any um, artifacts? You ever go hunting for uh, Native American artifacts at all? Actually, that is my number one bucket list, finding a Native American arrow. Um, there are Ooh. spots on Staten Island that are known to fi- where you can find them, but I have to get permission to go on their property because it's owned by oil companies that share that coastline. So you used to be able to give a guy a six pack and he's to let you go, from what I'm told by the old timers. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna want, we're gonna try that soon. We're gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs> you take a case with you just in case uh, inflation things yeah, have gone okay. up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a whole keg. Here you go, pal. Okay, there you go. Here, bud. Have a blast. Turn your head. Yeah. Bill Hayes says even yeah. the ticks have guns in New York. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Ticks are right. big in New York. So, so Staten Island. Yeah, where else you go? You go. Uh, you go. Probably Jersey. You probably go. Uh, so we have four bridges here. Three okay. go to New Jersey. One goes to Brooklyn. We have a ferry to Manhattan. Staten Island is more of a suburb of New York City when you think of... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. New York City, you think of Times Square or the World Trade Center, but here, it, it's a mixture. Like, there'll be, like, a big, not, like, There'll be some apartment buildings, but there's mostly suburbs in Staten Island and a lot of dense woods. Um, so it is like country slash city. So that's, that's why I really love it. Here. Wow. It's like upstate that's without going like, to upstate. <laughs> it's, it's like part, partially upstate, but you're very close to If you want to get good food, you're very close to a place to get good food. So it's like the best of both worlds. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I've seen on your YouTube channel you've uh, you've done some cooking cha- you've done some cooking videos. You know, you have a little bit of everything on your channel, and you've done a couple of cooking videos. And I remember I was watching. Oh, I think you made you made a meatball sub one time that just looked absolutely amazing, and I was going to give it a try. Um, so you talk about good food. Well, it looks like your place is the place to go. Well, yes, definitely. Um, I was raised by my grandmother while my mom went to work, and. Um my family used to own a longshoreman restaurant in Brooklyn where they used to just cook one giant meal and just feed all the longshoremen just wow. for lunch. So um, I basically got taught from being a child until I was able to go out on my own how to cook well. Wow. <laughs> so That's amazing. I like, like to share the rest of my daughter to archive when I get older. What a person to learn from, you know. Mm. <clears throat> yep. That's pretty cool. <laughs> What's your favorite dish I, to cook? Ooh, uh, I would have to say stuffing on Thanksgiving. It's just so good. It has Jimmy Dean sausage in it and cornbread, onion, celery, sage. I actually won a cooking contest with this recipe. Did um, you really? For the Wolfman. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. And I, I shared that impressive. recipe on there. Really good. But you can't eat it too much. Just, you know, maybe we make it once a year. Right. You don't put raisins <laughs> in it, do you? No raisins. Excellent. Excellent. No raid. That's, that's a big. <laughs> that's a big source of uh, argument around our house. <laughs> Raisin, really? Raisins stuffing? and stuffing really? or not? Yeah. Well, I never tried it. You never yeah. know. It could be good. Who knows? <laughs> no. <laughs> I vote no. No. Yeah. Not the way my mom made it. Right. No. That's no. what you got to do. <clears throat> so excellent. Well, let's get into some detecting. Like you've, uh, how long you've been detecting, Lou? Like. Uh, is this something you've done for quite a while? Where did the influence come from about this detecting stuff? So my father, who retired, uh, iron worker, he took on this hobby. He's always like an outdoorsman fishing and things like that. And he mentioned to me he joined a club called the Staten Island History Hunters Club on Staten Island, which used to have over 100 members. It doesn't have that many now. Either people moved away or passed away. Um trying to build that club back up to what it used to its glory 
uh, he used to say, hey, Lewis, why don't you come? And I, I, the guy, I used to think of metal detecting as some guy on a beach finding bottle caps. I had no idea what it entailed or the things you could find until I borrowed his metal detector when I went to Ocean City, Maryland, which I'm going to Sunday, this Sunday. Um, I found designer glasses, all types of coins. I think I found some jewelry, and I got hooked. I was like, I have to get myself one of these things. He's like, he gave me a hand-me-down Titan metal detector. And from there, I bought another metal detector and just took off when I started watching YouTube videos on how to learn how to do it. Yeah. It was like about three or four years ago. Wow. Not wow. Maybe four wow. years ago. <laughs> four years. Let, let me uh, jump in here real quick from the live chat. Meadow Mark is asking you about what is this stay classy, less trashy? What does that mean? Oh, so I have a segment on my YouTube channel because the abundance of trash that gets littered where I live I don't want to bore you guys to death, but I, I volunteer to clean the beaches because, one, it, it's good for the hobby. gets rid of trash, obviously. It's good for the environment. And I'm trying to inspire others, if they watch it, to not litter. And if the sanitation cleans a corner within a day or two, it's filled with litter again. It's really frustrating. So Really? I thought maybe me. What a shame. So I put on a suit one day, and I went out with my friend. We wound up picking up trash. I was in a suit. Stay classy, less trashy. It was thought it was pretty funny. And so we kept doing it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. You know, I just have to. I have to go with somebody so they can video it. It's hard to wear yeah. wear a camera on a suit. <laughs> so you should, you should get all those other. Yeah, you should get all those other New York City uh, detectors to come out and join you, and make it a thing. Get some public awareness going about it. Maybe it'll help you with some of the other stuff you're trying to do over there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely going to help um, for other uh, permissions that we want to get down the road. Yeah, you were actually talking about, before uh, before the show started, you were actually talking about a uh, petition you're trying to get together. Why don't you give us some backstory on that and then tell us about this petition? Yes. So um, there's two beaches that are owned... Uh, op- that Gateway National Park, it's their jurisdiction now. Reese Park is one in Queens. Then we have Gateway National Park on Staten Island. I'm not talking about the fort. There's a fort on the North Shore. I'm not talking about that. In the Middle Island, there is an area where there's a beach where you can pretty much do any extracurricular activity, including flying a model plane or boating or fishing. It used to be a fishing community and under the New York City Parks jurisdiction, but however, the National Parks took it over. Since they took it over, metal detecting, as you know, in all national parks, you're not even allowed to have a metal detector on you, let alone use it. So what I'm trying to do is we're going to meet with our local congressman, Nicole Maliotakis, and uh, try to petition to allow special permits for places that are not significant. There's no historical significance there. There's, you know, there's drift with the sand. These national park beaches are connected to the New York City parks on both sides. So um, we really want to be able to detect those beaches, which will help clean the environment. Their, their budgets um, are very – they don't have enough money to clean the beaches as much as the city parks. So us metal detecting, we're going to be able to clean it more. We're going to be able to do recoveries for people that lose uh, jewelry. And hopefully after we get this permission, I'm very confident we will. 
because um, we have a lot of public support. We're going to also try after that to get something nationally in areas where there may be significant, um, you know, historical stuff for to expedite a special permit under supervision to find missing items. Like an example, if somebody drops a ring in a lake, shallow lake, we should be able to get a special permit on their supervision to try to retrieve that without fear of getting in trouble. Hmm. So, Sounds good so to me. We'll be having a petition soon for people to sign. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I'll tell you what, I want to ask you about some. You, you you mentioned about, you know, trying to get out there and do ring returns and stuff for people. I want to ask you about some of the ring returns you've done. I've seen some videos of yours and some other things you've returned. But first, let's take a commercial break, and we'll be right back with uh, Lou DeFeo and Indiana Tones, Tony from 5280 Adventures, and you're listening to DK from Adventures in Dirt, and we'll be right back. You know, T-shirts are a perfect way to get your brand recognized. Whether you're talking about a business, a club, a sports team, your YouTube channel, or whatever. But you may have asked, where can I get quality, affordable shirts on demand? Well, I'm glad you asked. Relics Radio uses DetectTees.com for all of our T-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, and hoodies. That's D-E-T-E-C-T. EES.com. Ken and Mark Guthrie make quality shirts that last, they ship quick, and best of all, they're affordable. So if you need customized apparel, then go to DetectTees.com and be sure and tell them that Relics Radio sent you. Yeah, Ken and Mark Guthrie, yeah, over at the DetectTees.com. Longtime supporters here at Relics Radio. Make sure you head over there and let them earn your business if you're in a need of any kind of... You can get your Relics Radio t-shirt over there. Tony, you got a Relics Radio t-shirt? I do. Actually, I think I have two of them. Yeah, yeah. I got one. <laughs> They're great shirts. Yeah, you can head on over there, detectees.com. Go pick yourself up a Relics Radio t-shirt. They also have a lot of other t-shirts from other like metal detecting YouTube channels and detectors around our community. Uh, but just go give them a look, detectees.com. So, hey, Lou, we were talking before the break uh, about um, ring returns, and you're trying to get this special permission with supervision to do some of the areas that are currently off limits to you guys. I think that's a brilliant idea because why not, right? If somebody loses an item, you should be able to have some, some way, some avenue of going out there and trying to find it for the people. And I think you're, uh, you know... The, you getting in a suit and picking up the trash that's what i meant if you got a bunch of people doing that with you it'd make uh it'd make like you know a lot of public awareness i just think you guys have a lot of uh a lot of uh possibility of getting that done you know what i mean like you sound pretty optimistic that you guys are going to be able to get that done uh would do what's the process like what's the process for getting those that that put together just petitioning the the governor and 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 uh, having having that that approved through that process, or well, the petition is just to help our argument. Uh, we're having a sit down talk with the Congress lady. Who it's always better to have a sit down rather than talk on the phone. You show that it's more genuine. Um, but the the reason why I'm optimistic is if there are reports of a gentleman for one of these beaches in Queens, Reese Park, who detected a beach for 20 years. They took his permission away. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He got a special permit, and then when new people got elected, they took it away. We're looking for something that could get done permanently. We're going to tell them all the pros. We're showing them that we're doing a public service. There's a need for us. You know, we're clean. Like I said, we're cleaning the beach, we're cleaning the environment. There's absolutely no reason for us not to be there. Like I said, there's also there's no historic finds there. It's pretty much tr- just trash there. <laughs> you might find some merch maybe or old silver coins, maybe jewelry from things that people drop. That's it. Um, for, for this particular beach. Yeah. Um, there are other beaches in New York where they could turn around and say, um, there's munitions on there because there were soldiers trained for World War One, World War II, but we don't, we're not looking to do that if that's their pushback. The, uh, the areas we're looking to do is absolutely nothing historic there whatsoever. And uh, just based on us cleaning it and helping the public, I think is going to be a great argument to get us that commission. Why they designated a federal park? Do you know why they yes, did that? They are. Just to, yes. do you know why they did uh, it though? I, just to combine the two on each I side of it? It might have been because of budgeting, and a lot of times uh, the city or the, the federal government buy park uh, when people are broke. They make deals. Uh, that could have been it. it these parks were uh, built by Robert Moses. Um, I don't know if that has something to do with it. It didn't say why when I researched it. It just said that they took uh, ownership of it. Yeah. It's a shame. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would release a whole lot more area for you guys to go hit. Uh, I was looking in the chat. I know. It's loaded. <laughs> What's that? There's like 10,000 people there on a given day on some of these beaches. So I know they're loaded with stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Looking in the chat, it's nothing historical. It's just uh, just people losing their personalized items there. So I, I think you've got a good case for that, right? So uh, yeah, and and recently I had two people. One I helped them recover an item. I had to walk up to the ranger there and pray that they would let me go on the beach. Drove like an hour away to get there. Luckily, we did the recovery. Um, it got into the newspaper too, and I'm going to use that as an example. There you go. There you go. Mainly finds in the chat. How you doing? They said, uh, Mr. Tones, he's a dead horse bay survivor. <laughs> you've been there. Right. You've survived. You've made it back. You've got the T-shirt to prove <laughs> it. We're going to talk about dead horse bay a little bit, but I wanted to ask you about your ring returns. Tony, did you watch some of his videos about the, some of the ring returns he's done? They're amazing. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful that this uh, – petition goes through because uh 
it's just a great opportunity. You're cleaning up the place. You're returning these personalized items. Ring returns are just an absolute blast, um, and and they really mean a lot to a lot of different people. So uh, you've got some great, great videos on ring returns. Um, tell me a little bit about maybe like your favorite one. What what, what one really sticks out in your mind for the for your most favorite ring return ever? I would have to say the one I did um, a couple weeks ago. That I because of the story. I mean, I have another great one, but this this one, like, it sounded like a movie, like it can't be true. This gentleman um, called the Ring Finders. My friend Geronimo in Brooklyn is in Florida. So our friend Geronimo asked the whole group, hey, can anybody help this gentleman? He lost the ring on Reese Beach. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out there. Talked to the gentleman. I met him out there. I brought the whole family. We made a day of it. I called out of work. I took a vacation day. We set up on the beach. Set up on the beach. He told me I'm in the wrong spot, so we had to drag on everything down. It was like a hassle, but not a big deal. He, he, luckily his wife pinpointed on her uh, map where it was, so he dropped the shoe where the the pin drop was on his map. He's like it's somewhere around here. So I swung the um, Equinox 600, and I got first target, strong 13. Um, first scoop, I was like. This has got to be it. Boom. Popped it out. First scoop came out. I, I thought I had to do another scoop. Guy freaked out because his father passed away eight years ago. Hmm. They, they're from England. They uh, moved to Africa for a job to work for a bank. His wife, this is a, this is a, a colony of England uh, in Africa. The bank required the father to get... Uh, they had to approve him and marrying his wife. It was like to make sure she was fit to marry him. That's very strange. I never heard of anything like that. So he goes all the way to Africa. They go to a gold mine in Ghana. They buy gold from uh, a mine in Ghana to make this ring. It has an elephant and a um, palm tree on it. It's a uh, symbolize the colony. And he's been wearing it. Uh, it's the only thing he has left of his dad. He dropped it. He thought it was gone forever. Uh. And he, he, I him, the guy was crying. I was like, I, you cannot make this story. I, it's like mind-boggling, bo- mind bo- <laughs> this story. That's Unbelievable. Man. It's not just like a regular wow. ring. It's not just an engagement ring. I mean, that, that is just, it's just crazy. <laughs> man, that had to feel so good to get that back, give that back to yeah, him and stuff. You, I mean, you can't even make another one like that. It's not like just buying a dime, you know, for right. Africa. It's yeah, crazy. crazy. <laughs> How long did it take you to find it? I'm sorry? How long did it take you to find it? Oh, um, under two minutes, world rec- my world record. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> somebody saw the story in the newspaper and, and asked me to go to the same beach. I was like, oh, great, this beach again? And uh, I found two rings, but I didn't do you know, two junker rings in this area, but I couldn't find the next person's ring. I felt bad. But I think uh, they must, must have lost it at home because we pulled like 100 bottle caps me and some other gentlemen that went out there. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Denny's That's ring awesome. finder in the chat. I'm asking him what his record is on the fastest find. Uh, you know, yours is under two minutes. That's your record. Denny, how, how fast have <laughs> you, uh, what's the fastest you've ever found a ring? Uh, he's, he's found quite a few. I, I told him I didn't think there was any rings in Ohio. And he said, yeah, not anymore. He's found them all. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, he's well. Ken, Ken and I, we got that. Uh, we got a call not too long ago, a month ago, 
about finding a ring. We we searched. I don't know how many hours were we out there. We didn't even pop any rings out. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we couldn't find it, and then we couldn't even find any rings. Like once we moved over to right. the to the parks or anything, we didn't find anything. We found like a couple of failures. Yeah. We we're limping back to our car, like man, what's what's our, our detectors working? Something wrong with our coils? I know. <laughs> Under two minutes, that's a world record anywhere. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's nice. Like, yeah. It's because he dropped the pin, you know. It wasn't because I was, like, a great metal detector. He dropped the pin, and it was right near where he dropped it. He <laughs> told me where it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive well, beach. I wouldn't I wouldn't even thought of going over there if, he, uh, if I was just going aimlessly. Yeah. Well, it, yep. it takes a little bit of luck, but you had to, you had to do your job. So give yourself a yep. little bit of credit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're going to get back on track. Let's take our second commercial break. We are a little late on that first one. Let's go ahead and get to our second commercial break. And we'll be right back. And when we do, uh, I want to talk to you. I saw, I saw you did a dog tag return, Lou, and I want to talk to you about that next when we get back from this commercial break. Be right back. I'm excited to announce that Tim Henderson of Murray Branch Outdoors has rejoined Relics Radio as a sponsor. As a multi-line dealer, Tim carries several brands of detectors and accessories, and he's ready to serve all of your metal detecting needs. I'll give you his contact info in a minute. So why did Relics Radio go back to Tim Henderson as our dealer sponsor? Three very important reasons. First, I often hunt with Tim, so I know firsthand that he uses what he sells, and he prides himself with great customer service and support. Second, Tim goes the extra mile in helping the new detectorist determine exactly what they need to get started. He will not try and sell you some high-priced product if that's not what you need. And, at the same time, Tim can serve the seasoned detectorist with their upgrades or new product questions. And finally, Tim won't leave you hanging after the sale. He's just a phone call away for any questions or specialized training needs. So, you can call Tim directly at 615-948-4611 or you can email him at Henderson at comcast.net Jim Henderson over at Murray Branch Outdoors he's an crazy he's an incredible guy um, he, he's actually selling that new Demo, uh, Nemo dive system over at uh, Murray Branch Outdoors uh, website make sure you guys go check that out fantastic guy he does uh, he makes custom rings I got a nice coin ring from him one time uh, just so happy to have Tim back on with the team over here at Relics Radio. Make sure that you guys check out MurrayBranchOutdoors.com and for all of your needs over there. Thanks, Tony. We were uh, talking about ring returns with you there, Lou, uh, if you're just joining us. We are on the phone with Lou DeFeo. He's with Indiana Tones on YouTube. Link's right down below to his YouTube channel. We're throwing it up in the chat also. But head on over there. Check out all his cool videos of detecting over there on the East Coast. Uh, Lou does a great job bringing you right along. And uh, he's always digging with a bunch of, like, collaboration, collaborating with a bunch of all those other guys over there that dig over in the uh, in the New York City area. And... Uh, yeah, he does some mudlarking, does some uh, some cooking, does cook some food. Really, really great looking uh, dishes that he cooks. But 
we were talking about ring returns, Lou, and um, one video I remember uh, I watched was a dog tag return of yours. And to me, like, man, I love I love doing that. Like, I know you're supposed to turn those in, and, and I know that's what you're technically supposed to do, but there's nothing better than when you're able to return. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A dog tag to a family member. And I think that's what you guys did, wasn't it? I, I believe that was um, Merrill that did that. Oh, was that Merrill that did I, it, but you just had the video on it? Yes. Um, they, I did return a dog, not a dog tag. Um, <laughs> no, I thought you had a dog tag return. Yeah, I know I know you saved that dog out there in the woods. We're going to talk about that, too. But I thought you had a dog <laughs> tag return, no? Am I getting you confused with Merrill? I might have been. I was on I was on the same hunt as a dog tag return, but it wasn't it wasn't mine. Ah ah, gotcha gotcha. All right, well let's <laughs> well let's talk about the dog return. That's right. I'm interested <laughs> to hear about this one. Here. <laughs> okay, so there's this um, old chimney in the middle of nowhere, 20 minutes deep into the woods, not far from Willowbrook, the uh, infamous state facility that Geraldo closed down. I don't know if you know about that Willowbrook. Yeah, story. the uh, mental uh, facility or mental so, health facility. Yeah. Yes. Very tragic. I don't think you want to talk about that. Right. But deep in the woods, 20 minutes away from there, there's this 1700s chimney. Um, it mentioned somebody that lived in Staten Island back then, and uh, I've been dying to detect there. I did find some cool stuff uh, not too far from it. And one day I'm out there. So I, you know, I didn't really want to go. I was tired. I'm like, let me just get out there. I have free time. Sure enough, there's some dog in the creek on a rock. It didn't let me go near because it, it was, uh, you know, doesn't like anybody but its family. It was growling at me, but I called my wife. She went on Facebook. I, you know, I texted her a photo of the dog, and they were able to get the family. I met them. They came there. It was like a really good feel-good story. How would you find the family? Well, I took a picture of the dog. I sent it to my wife. I said, hey, go on Staten Island, uh, Lost and Found Pets. And she was able to see the same type of dog. Oh my so she goodness! The person. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the good part of social media, right there. Like that wouldn't have happened. Oh so she messaged the lady. She's like, "I think that's my dog. My son, my uh, my mother are coming out there. So the old the, the grandmother and the son. I met them in the parking lot. I walked them twenty. I went twenty minutes out, twenty minutes in, and the kid was crying. He freaked out. It was just it was just a great story. But oh. I didn't get to detect. I was kind of upset about that, though. <laughs> like, how long had the dog been missing? They said two to three days, and oh. they had to drive there. It wasn't around it. And it, we have bald eagles here, hawks. Um, it, there's wild animals here now because yeah. since the landfill closed, uh, they're just flourishing. So that uh, a hawk could have definitely took that that dog. It was small. Did they have any idea <laughs> like how it got to where they were at? Like, like no, it's quite a while. Quite that, a while. Where, where it was, there's no houses anywhere. Huh. Yeah, bizarre. He, he just wandered off and ended up in the woods, miles and miles away. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Always doing Got in there somehow. <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. That's amazing. That is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video of that kid. Well, I was, was so of excited. I really want to find this old silver coin there, so I was kind of bummed, but uh, <laughs> we did a good day, deed for the day. Yeah, you did. I made a great video, too. Anytime you can... That's a great, like, human interest story, you know? I mean, like, uh, when I think back at some of the other metal detector uh, YouTubers, a lot of them have some great videos like that. Uh, I know, remember, Aqua Chigger had this baby fox he took care of, and other people have had, you know, dogs that they found. Or uh, I think it was Greg with Finding America had this little cat that he found out there, and he ended up nursing it back to health, and became his cat you know what i mean and uh so yeah, yeah if you like animals and stuff you see you see stories like that that's always really interesting it just amazes me that the odds the odds that were beat that little dog beat all the odds staying away from the hawks and the <laughs> eagles and then you know what i mean and then and the water and the swamps or all that stuff over there and then you you beat all the odds by you know or, or your or your wife finding actually finding the missing dog ad on a on a website and connecting with them i i bet you they had lost hope you know what i mean like that dog was just gone and uh oh, that's just amazing i love stories like that yeah me too yeah amazing <laughs> amazing uh so i was looking in the uh chat um <laughs> an ohio relic hunter says it was probably a hawk that probably dropped that dog on that rock in the first place. <laughs> he was probably, yeah, he's probably hawk food, and then he got dropped on that rock, and now he's like, damn, what do I do now, you know? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Shoot. So when's the last time you've been out, Lou? I actually live-streamed today at 3.30, um, <laughs> right after work. I, I hit a park. I only found one weedy uh, and some clay. That's okay. I, I'm happy with one good find, and I mean... Weedy's not the best find, but uh, it's better than no Weedy's. <laughs> That's right. So, you I do, got out for an hour today. You do, do you quite do a bit. a lot of live streaming while you're out detecting? Say that one more time. Do you do a lot of live streaming when you go out protect, uh, detecting like that? Oh, yes. Usually on the beach. I like doing it on the beach. Um, it's harder to do in a park, uh, especially when you want to make a good plug. Uh, and you have this camera strapped to you. Yeah, I, I'm not really a fan of doing it in the park with uh, with that dry dirt. Sense. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's cool. Um, but it's cool to interact. Th- that's what I love about the live streaming, especially if you do it while you're out detecting. Um, you get just, yeah. you get a lot of people just pop in, uh, especially you know, like you said, three thirty in the middle of the day, kind of after work, and uh, people pop in for a little bit, see what you're finding, and. You can interact, but still get out to detect, and you know maybe you find a weedy, maybe you find something better. Um, you know, finding something on a live stream—that's uh, that's cool. It's I, I like the live streams on YouTube. A lot of uh, personalized inter- interaction with people. Yes, and I think Ken was at my first gold ring. Ken saw me pull it out live. I, I, remember, I think <laughs> yeah, you were in the yeah, stream. I was on the stream. That, that uh, was great. You're pretty exciting. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I kept pulling out these giant bullets, and it was the same um, target ID as the bullet, and out came this signet ring from the 20s with somebody's oh initials on it. Yeah. Very exciting. I forget. Was that in a park or was that on a beach? I forget. I think it was in a park, wasn't no, it? No, that, that was in a woods. I was purposely going there to find some kind of British button because that's my fa- these are 
the um, revolution in the English history here. That's what I like. To, that's what I would want to find the most. But who who doesn't love a gold ring? <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah take that um, over. That's what I was shooting for. So I was deep in the woods, and it popped out. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Somebody was probably camping there. Who knows? Yeah, it's still a long time ago, man. Still a hundred yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. So you do quite a bit of collaborations. I've seen you go out with a lot of people. Um, you ever get out with Diggin' Duo and uh, Merrill from Metal Teching NYC? And uh, who all do you get out with or in your area there? The main people I dig with, uh, besides the people in my club, uh, on YouTube uh, is Merrill from Metal Detecting NYC, The Detecting Zone, um, and Bronx Bomber. Merrill's most the most person I, I uh, detect with, usually. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, he hasn't been on recently, but he's coming back soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know everyone's waiting for him to come back and wishing him well, for sure. Yep. So you talked about going out and hunting with your clubs. How many clubs do you belong to? Three, the Staten Island History Hunters Club, um, East Coast Research and Discovery. Discovery, it's um association that's ECRDA, and Deep Search Metal Detecting Club. Those two are in New Jersey. And um, I don't go to every meeting, but I'm a part of all three, and the members are usually intertwined, and we do permissions together. Mm-hmm. Tony, three clubs. That's that's way, way too much work for me. We are slacking. <laughs> we're going to pick up our game. I mean, I don't even think we have three clubs within within six states of us, to be honest with you. We have to do some driving. But you're on the East Coast. You have it's not as much as it right. sounds like. Yeah. No? No? But no. it'd still be fun just to be able to, to interact with those people that have that same yeah. interest and, and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's what it's about. And plus, you yeah. know, you share share permissions with people and, and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know. Yep. Yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah, well, so a lot uh, of the guys I'm, have I'm, been doing it for bro. a long time. A lot of the guys have been doing it for a long time. Some of the old timers, they, uh, you know, they have some great stories and places they used to go to. And uh, you're like, so you're the ones that cleaned everything out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, and, no. and then you're like, you're not going out anymore. Tell me where you go. Tell me where to go. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Shoot. Three clubs, man. That's amazing. I know. Are they pretty big clubs? Like, do they have a lot of members, each club? Or are they kind of smaller clubs? Or Well, mine in Staten Island, that's my main one. I would say 15 people show up now. It used to be over 100, but the other ones are much larger in New Jersey. Um, yeah, and I would recommend anybody to join one. They're so cheap. Uh, I joined that deep search one. I think it was $20 for the year. Wow. And my first big detector, I bought a, a raffle ticket, and I won a white MX Sport. It was $800 <laughs> at the time. Wow. So that's how I, I was going to buy an AT Pro, my first one, because at the time when I started, that was like the detective to get, the AT Pro. Everybody was talking about it. Or the oh, AT yeah. Max. Yeah. So I won that. I was like, I guess I'm going to keep this one. <laughs> that's amazing. So, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. If you're in the hobby, into the hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. But I would say anybody that is not part of one, don't expect people to share where they go. Unless you become friends and they let you, it, it, there's no guarantee they're going to bring you to this spot. 
Let's say like with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you. <laughs> I, I will second that. I know that uh, we've made friends, and, and and the three of us, Ken, Ken, myself, and, and our digging partner, Beth. That's that's where you know we met. Beth was through uh, the digging, our digging club, and uh, just made friends with her there, and then uh, just started talking with her, and then uh, you know you kind of you kind of real hesitant about giving up your your great spots and everything, but we went out together, and, and then built just a fantastic friendship, and now kind of inseparable. You know, we've all got our little roles within our digging group, and and uh, we pretty much share all of our locations. That's always an expectation if we get a permission that the three of us are all going to go out together. So, yeah. um, yeah, don't, don't have that expectation just showing up at the first meeting that they're going to write down every spot, the the secret spot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel almost guilty sometimes, Tony, like, you know, I mean, we, we started that friendship with Beth and we're all hanging out and like, like you said, now we're great friends and and going out as much as we can together and stuff. And I'm like, okay, we got to get her up some of our permissions, some of the, some up north, down <laughs> south with you and all that stuff. But she just keeps coming up with these amazing permissions. We can't seem to get out of her area. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's amazing. But, uh, you know, we, we, we all pay each other in certain ways. It's all about the friendship. You know, it's it, like this last time that we just went out a couple weeks ago. You know, we didn't find anything spectacular. But, but to be able to get together, all three of us, after not seeing each other for a month or two, you know, it's it's about the friendship and the same thing with this this metal texting community whether it's on youtube or on spreaker for relics radio or, or wherever it's just that community of friendship that you build and that's that's really what this is all about that's right tell you what we're gonna oh, we're gonna open up the phone lines there denny right after this last commercial break from uh, american digger <laughs> magazine everyone hang on we'll be right back with uh lou DeFeo. we're gonna bring him back and uh talk to open the phone lines and chat with him a little bit more about detecting on the east coast there right after this from uh, american digger magazine we'll be right back if you want to keep up with what's going on in the metal detecting world then you need to be a subscriber to american digger magazine butch and anita holcomb are the publishers of the magazine and have won awards for three straight years for being the best digger magazine on the market. American Digger Magazine is available in both print and digital formats, so no matter where you live in the world, you can enjoy the latest happenings in the hobby. You can get in touch with American Digger Magazine by going to americandigger.com or give them a call at 770 770- Three six two eight six seven one, and be sure and tell them that you heard it on Relics Radio. That's right, American Digger Magazine. Butch and Anita Holcomb over there. They turn out an absolutely fantastic magazine every two months. Uh, I've got my own subscription. Ken, have you got yours? I do every month. Love it. Every every. 
it's amazing. The the finds, the people, the articles. Hey, I, I get it for the articles too, right? Yeah, Loy actually has a new section, a new uh, monthly article that he puts out uh, about diving. You know, he's been doing a lot of diving lately, so definitely look uh, for look uh, look up um, Loy Loy Milam there. Digging with Seven, he's got his own article in there, so uh, I've been enjoying that. Great, great magazine. Make sure you guys head over to americandigger.com. Get yourself a subscription. You're not going to, you're not going to, uh, it's going to be well worth the money. I can guarantee that. Absolutely. And we're go- we're heading back over to uh, Indiana Tones. We've got Indiana Tones here with us. Um, and uh, Lou, I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned before about the machines. I want to find out what machines you're using. And uh, I know that's, uh, there's some questions in the chat that we're going to ask you too about the settings. So, give me uh, tell me tell me what machines you started out with, and uh, what you're using right now. I started out with a Titan. I, I'm not 100 percent sure who made it. Texas something. Can't think of yep. the brand. First Texas. Uh, First, First Texas. Texas. That's it. That's correct. Um, it reminds me of a bounty hunter, but it's definitely better than a bounty hunter. Um. Then I got a White MX Sport, which I found a lot of bucket listers in the woods with, including a seated quarter. One of the, that was one of the best finds I found with that. And then um, I got a. I was really interested in finding jewelry on the beach because it was terrible for salt water. Once you got to the West End, great relic machine though. So I bought an Equinox six hundred. I went with the six hundred at the time because it came with a free smart coil. Uh, it was just a great price for, with that smoke oil. Uh, if I go back, I'd probably get the 800 because there's a little bit more settings you can manipulate. Um, so that's what I've been swinging. I um, I traded my white's MX Sport and some cash for the CTX 3030. I haven't really fired it up yet. It's just sitting here waiting for me. I just stare at it in the garage. I don't <laughs> haven't used it yet. That. Get that thing out, <laughs> man! Come on. Yeah, that's a machine. <laughs> I got a good deal on it with the uh, the trade, so I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you you're so you're using that Knox right now. You uh, you like that thing, huh? That's my go-to at the moment. That's correct. Um, I'm I am getting excited for this Nocta, uh multi simultaneous frequency. I don't know how it's going to be. I did get the Nocta Simplex, but I sold it. I didn't even use it, unfortunately. One, I wanted in a raffle, another raffle at a uh, at a, a, a seated hunt. Oh, you are just lucky! Jeez, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got a token and like nice. That's yeah. awesome. That's another thing. If you guys go, the, the the listeners that go to these seated hunts, do not bring. It's it's best to bring a cheap single frequency machine because all the finds is extremely shallow, and the multi frequency gets a lot of interference that's just a pro tip for you there you go well, you can there it me. is straight from lou pro tip <laughs> hey i want to remind everyone we do have the phone lines open you can call in become part of the show ask your questions to lou tony or myself uh, phone number here is 270-495-0315 you have a question go ahead and give us a call and we'd love to put you on the air with lou um yeah, you know, a lot of people swinging those knocks, and I just haven't picked one up yet. If I do buy another machine, um, 
that's probably the direction I'm going to go. But, you know, I, I hadn't played with the uh, Simplex very much. I, I, um, I'm thinking about getting that back out the next few times we got Tony and kind of and yep. play with it and kind of, you know, see what it can do for a little while, kind of put my T2 on the side and uh, give it a little bit of love. That would be great. A lot. Of, I mean, I don't yeah, know. A lot of people find a lot of silver Lou with that. didn't even game. take his out of the box. He just sold his, so it's probably <laughs> worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my wife's like, you're going to really keep another one in the house? Well, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, okay. well, that makes, that makes more sense. That story right there. That's, I think a lot of us get that same question. I mean, I think I have got five machines down in the garage right now, and I say, oh, I think I'm looking at that Knox 800. Dear, do you really think you need another metal detector? <laughs> that, that, that seems to be the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got people calling in, and I can't seem to merge them for some reason. I wonder. Uh oh. We, uh, we, yeah, we had a number of people calling in, like three or four people calling in. I tried to add them to merge them to the line, and uh, it just wasn't working. I clicked the button. Not much. So if you try calling, go ahead and try one more time. Uh, Denny, I see you tried calling twice. Call, uh, try one more time, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see if I can add you in there. Um, yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Um, it should should just add things right over. Uh, we don't have any callers on the line, do we? It didn't just like disappear on me. I don't think so. It's only showing three of us on the line. Um, here we got a call coming in. Let me see if I can merge this call. Hey, you're on with uh, DK and Tony and Lou. This is Relics Radio. Who do we got? Nope, it's not working. It's not letting me merge. Um, interesting. I'll have to talk to uh, Loy about it. My no apologies. You My keep apologies. Work, you, you keep working on that, Ken. Lou, I want to find out your bucket list. I know that you had said that you had found uh, a couple items already off that bucket list. What's what's still left on that? Ooh, I want to find a cap, a cap bust, um, any kind of silver coin. Um, I still haven't found a um, real. I know you did, Tony, at a farm, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, yeah, I did. So jealous. In, in, in the morning. great state of Ohio. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so re, I would say a real, a cab bus um, coin. I would like to say a Roman coin, but there's no Romans here. <laughs> yeah, well, but honestly, I really want to find a native. I really want to find a Native American arrow because this land go. that I'm on was totally inhabited by um, natives, and I want to find whatever I can find from that. that that's just awesome to me. And I, I really, I truly believe if you find something really uh, coins, whatever, not a big deal. If you find something really significant, I'm not that much. That's why I like Indiana Jones so much. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> like I, I don't. Want, if I could give something to, I have a historical Richmond town for them to put it in the display. I mean, I would, I, that, that's my bucket list. Of anything that historical that I could put up there. <laughs> that's to, be, to be preserved. Because they're just, they're knocking all the trees down and overbuilding this whole area. And if I could find something to maybe get yeah, archaeology in there to save the land or something, that would be great. They're yeah. not going to wind up touching that area to go to that. Hopefully. 
Yeah, I've been sitting here pushing buttons, guys, and I don't think we're going to be able to take calls. And I don't know what's going on, but I apologize for the three or four people that have been trying to call in. I I apologize. Uh, What happens is calls come in, and there's this button that I could either answer the call or I could merge the call. And before I've made that mistake, if I answer the call, it hangs up on all the other guests. But um, if it merges the call, then it adds it to the show. So I don't know what's going on. I'll have to check in with Loy and find out if he has ever had this trouble before and find out what we can do to change it. Um, Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Never had it happen before. Another call coming. If we've got any any questions so that you can't uh, call in, throw them in the chat here, uh, and we'll definitely ask Lou to get those answered. Um, But I did see in the chat, uh, Little Dirt Diggers, Miss Emily just joined us. And uh, thanks for coming on, Miss Emily. It's really great to have you on here. And she said, I just found a Civil War Eagle cuff button about 30 minutes ago. Hmm. How about that? Good job, Miss Emily. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Going back to those finds of yours, Lou, uh, have you got a nice display case going on? Or where do you keep all your finds? I do. And that's something else I saw from your channel. I remember you seeing a little curio in your background. And for weeks after I saw your curio cabinet, a little display, somebody um, moved into a new house, and their Macy's big curio cabinet, really nice, didn't match, so they sold it for $50. Luckily, I have a, a nice minivan. I slid that thing right in. <laughs> wow. took 50 bucks. That's awesome. And it's got light and everything. Great. Great. I, um, I tell you, I, I, I looked for mine, like, I think through Facebook Marketplace. I was on there looking for just a cheap... You know, uh, just a cabinet yeah. with the glass doors. I bought some of uh, those uh, LED uh, rope lights or, you know, string lights, whatever. Threw those on the inside, and I think I spent maybe, I don't know, $30 for that. And uh, I can plug it in, pop on a, a, a light switch, and I've got all my all my finds in there. So you don't have to have, a, you know, a, a $200 or a $500 curio cabinet or anything like that. It's, it's uh, yeah. you know, it's what you make it. And there, even, like... The lower end ones are expensive. If you buy them new, you always better. They can be. Yeah, they're definitely Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist is the yep. way to go. Yep. Well, I, I do see over in the chat that uh, that Denny, who's I know is Denny's been trying to, to he's he's itching it to call in, but he said, uh, "Have you ever uh, used a Tesoro Tiger Shark water detector?" I have not. Um, I am curious. I'm not sure what is that a water machine? Um the only ones I used in the water was the the Equinox and the um the yellow metal detector. I can't think of what it is right now. The uh the Ace? The Ace two fifty. Uh, no. Yellow no. um It's like I'm the Garrett? Figure, um, That's fine. The old Garrett one? I can't think of it right now, unfortunately. Damn it. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. How much water water detecting do you, I mean, do you get over into the water much on the beaches, or are you just more like in the sands? Uh, in New York, I'm just, uh, over here, I'm just, the most I'll go in is my feet. I'm too afraid of these needles over here to go in the water. <laughs> um, I was thinking about jumping in there with a scuba. I'm joining the uh, Staten Island um, Sports Diving Club to learn scuba diving, but I don't know if I'm going to do it in this immediate area. Wow. <laughs> And it's very low visibility because it's just muck. 
And yeah, the needles is like a game changer. Once I see those, I'm totally turned off. Uh, I'm more scared of those things than the sharks over there. <laughs> you're, you're more you're more scared what? of them than the sharks. <laughs> I'm more scared of those needles than sharks. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we, that's another thing we clean off the beaches. I wow. find them. We put them in a sharps container or a hard plastic, like a bleach bottle or something like that. We don't just yep. leave them there. Oh, that's good. Jeez. Yeah. See, you document all that stuff and use that with your partition. That's all gonna. Yeah. That's what it's all about: is cleaning up those, cleaning up the areas around. Now, I think a lot of people don't understand that. You know, what I mean, they just see somebody with a metal detector in their hand, they immediately think, you know, they're digging holes, destroying the beauty, you know just trashing the place and we do an awful lot detectors so across this nation of ours do an awful lot of protecting our environments and and cleaning stuff up and taking stuff with us yeah um the white beach hunter that's the uh, other detector i've used in the water yeah ah there we go that's a good machine yeah i have never used that have you ever used that tony no, no, I sure haven't. The only yellow one I've used is, is a Garrett. <laughs> yeah, it's not a popular. It is really cool. It just has no, um, there's no target ID. You just listen to the beeps, and there's a uh, um, three lights, like green, yellow, and red. Red is for like rust. You know, yellow's coins. The thing greens usually it could be gold, something like that. But you just you hear the tones after a while. You just know what to dig. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm a. We are. Uh, I keep we keep getting calls in coming in. I apologize to those of you that are trying to call right now and talk with Lou. Um, yeah, my apologies. I don't know why that can't be added to the show, but. Uh, yeah, oh, also absolutely. the um, you wanted to talk about um, Dead Horse Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, uh, Let's explain mudlarking for those listening and maybe never heard that term before, mudlarking, and tell us how it's different than uh, metal detecting. So mudlarking dates back all the way in England, back in the old times, where people that didn't have a lot of money used to scavenge for items they would find on the coastline uh, to either sell or keep, whether it was coins or some kind of precious metal. So mudlarking uh, in here... Dead Horse Bay, um, it's an abandoned city landfill that's uncapped that basically exploded into the water. Um, and the, the history goes so far back, so you could find really old, rare items there and new or junk or hazardous stuff. It could be anything there. <laughs> Just by walking and looking down, you find stuff. Um, and there is an art to it. Um, if you're scraping, you don't want to mix the muck, because then you won't see anything. You have to, like, like fan it out really gently without mixing the water with the mud. And uh, amaz- I, I found more silver there than metal detecting. No really. kidding. It yeah. must, must metal look- detectors are not allowed there. It's just, that's also a national park, and there's a gray area where, you know, national parks, you're not allowed to take anything off a of national park, the antiquities law, but it's going into the ocean, so it's like a gray area. Are you performing a beach cleanup? Or what, you know, that's why I wouldn't go there with a metal detector, but people take things all the time and because it's going into the ocean, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people do it, right? I mean, I've seen some videos like, you know, tens and twenties of people out there looking through uh, the mud and the muck. 
there's a bunch of artists that go there. They make things with the stuff there. You'll you'll randomly see uh, models there with no shoes on. They're out of their minds. They'll sit on like a tire or something. Like these people are out of their minds, taking photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could be hazardous stuff there. There was hazardous stuff down there. Why do they call it Dead Horse uh, Bay? Why do they call it Dead Horse Bay? Okay. Um, it was a horse rendering plant, a fish rendering plant at one point. They used to take horses and make glue out of them there. So you find horse, the horse's bones, jaws. Um, this part of Brooklyn was a place that people lived on in the outskirts back, way back in the day. Um, so that beach was utilized hundreds of years ago. Then uh, Robert Moses made it a landfill. There was a lot of parts of New York where they they made things eminent domain to build the bridges. So the poor people didn't have enough mo- money to move. They would just knock down their house. They paid them money, to, like, get out of here, here's some money. And they would take their houses full of stuff and throw it in this dump. So anything that was in there, marbles, jewelry, whatever they didn't take, um, yeah, because they couldn't wow. afford to move. And take everything. It's just there. And as it, um, the waves come in, more, new, every day recycles, all, new stuff comes out. It's crazy. No, no, wow. no place like it. It's very bizarre. Interesting. Kind of gross. Yeah, like what kind of toxic toxicity? Is it? Does it smell well, bad? Is, I mean, what 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 is it, it like? It smells horrible. There could be PCBs, which is very dangerous. I wouldn't recommend not wearing gloves. PCBs, once they get into your body, polychlorinated biphenyls gets into your fat. It never leaves your body. You got to be careful. Um, they, did find deck, <laughs> they, did, they did find deck markers there because um, th- there was uh, military stuff that was dumped there. Deck markers used to illuminate the ocean around boats. Uh, but they said it's minuscule. The uh, chances, who knows? I don't think anybody knows. They just say anything. <laughs> How can you monitor something Could be that you don't know what's coming out until you find it? <laughs> um, you see wow. needles, you see all crazy stuff. I mean, you could find literally anything there. <laughs> I found a um, an airplane uh, joystick, uh, like a real one. Like from a real <laughs> like airplane? From a military. Like, how was this thing doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's among, amongst all the wreckage and the mud. Crazy. Yeah. It's also dubbed Glass Bottle Beach because there's thousands and thousands of bottles there, and wow. sometimes you get a nice sticker out of that out of all of them. Well, I'm looking but, at the uh, aerial overhead map of it right now. I mean, it doesn't look like it's in that bad of an area. Right? It's by a golf course. Uh, it looks like there's runways. There's a there's some sort of an airport that's close to it. Oh, that's, that's just across interesting. the street. Across yeah, the yeah, street is that, Floyd yeah. Bennett Field. You park yep. at Floyd Bennett Field across the street, and then you walk. Dead Horse Bay. It's like a horseshoe next to boats. So people fish near there. I don't understand how that. <laughs> that's just crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was Metal Mark in the <laughs> chat, though. I don't know if you saw. It. He said you got to really watch out for radiation in Adele. Like the Adele will be the death of you. Like you got to be very careful of Adele. <laughs> yes, she's she's there every day. I mean, it can't be that bad if she's there every day and she's been going for so long. How bad could it be? <laughs> she, oh, finds that's not true. she finds the good, I'm good. telling you. <laughs> and, now, and if anybody's listening and they plan on going, it's very bad to go now. It's another place loaded with ticks. It's better to go towards the colder months. Um, mm-hmm. And 
when the sand gets brought in, it covers everything. It's day to day. If the sand goes out, everything's exposed. It, it all depends on when you get there. It's the luck. Wow. Yeah. That is just an awesome place. And I was able to, um, learning about this place, I, you know, typed in Mudlark and Thames, and there's uh, YouTube channels of that. Nicola is a great channel. I talked to her because she might come to America one day and come there. It'd be just great. And I want to go to yeah. England to do it there. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Hey, um, let me see. Uh, Casey's alias regular the counter wants to know, what's your oldest coin? Ooh, I, I would have to say, um, I found colonial coppers you can't see, so I always assume those are the oldest. I found King George coins, no date. Um, the, the oldest American silver that I found was a seeded quarter from the 1860s. Good for you. And did you you find that detecting or on uh, Dead Horse Bay? No, I found that detecting on Staten Island with the white Zemex Sport. Um, I was actually more excited that I found my first large scent. And then after the large scent, I found the seated quarter, not realizing it was a seated quarter because it was burnt. You just see the stars and the date. I think it's 1865 or 63 or something like that. Um, But... Yeah, that was a great day. Huh. <laughs> On the same hunt. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was probably one of my best days. I also found a pistol ball. Those three things in one day. I couldn't believe it. It's rare it's that funny. that happened. It, it is rare, and it's funny that you mentioned that, Lou, because I know that you've seen, uh, you, you've mentioned my channel a couple times. That actually happened almost entirely the same thing to me when I was in Ohio. I found... I just wanted to find a large scent, and I was able to find that large scent. It wasn't 10 minutes later I found that uh, uh, real. So uh, it's, it's rare for it's just craziness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always like that, though, right? Like, just when you don't think you're going to find anything, it's like, bam, in the middle of this park or whatever, you find yeah. something old. Right. Like, I know when I watch a bunch of people that are digging out there in those parks, like, I think I was watching um, the Digging Duo one time. Uh, Mike and Emma out there and I was like they're in a park I could hear like there's all kinds of stuff going on celebrations all around them just people enjoying the park and they're like finding really old stuff and it's it blows me away because that's just not like that here in Colorado you know what I mean that one that one park that they go to I'd rather not say it I mean people obviously know where it is yeah don't don't (laughs) give it away that park is I mean it's there's parts that are pounded, but that park is like undisturbed soil. It was never like they never put fill in it. So, and it's got history mm. of of Revolutionary War history in George Washington. So, there's crazy stuff there in such a dense city. That's why there's so much volume there. I just can't get out there every weekend. It's hard to go there. It's it's not around the block from my house, you know. But I, every time I go there, I find great stuff. It's just a great park. Yeah, wow. boy, if you can find parks that don't have fill these days, you're you're doing something right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> We're always trying to find them here. It's really, really rare, I tell you. Maybe some old, old towns out on the prairie or something. But what we're finding is that when we find these old towns from people that were pushing west, you know, they are coming across, they were, you know, uh, moving into the area looking for to go find their riches in the mines of California, and they stopped here in Colorado. They didn't really have too much, I'm telling you. They were pretty poor. And, um, 
you know, they weren't carrying a lot of coins and stuff like that, I'll tell you. Um, so you mainly find a bunch of, uh, you know, old relics and stuff, which are really cool too. But even the old parks here, like if they drop something, man, they found it. They weren't going to rest until they found it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So we'd love to come out east sometime and dig in some of them parks with no fill. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And some of these parks had houses in them at one point, you know, they weren't always parks and then the parks expanded. That's and like on a regular day in New York in this park, there's, I'm, I'm not, it's hard to grasp how many people there. Tens of thousands of people. So over the course of 300 years of that happening every day, that's why there's so much stuff there. Besides the, wow. the skirmishes that were there. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you want to? They're very good digging duo because they they're they're getting through all the new stuff for the old stuff. See, I have a problem ignoring the shallow stuff. If I hear a good signal that's <laughs> yeah, somewhat shallow, I'm digging it. It's just a bad habit I have. There's some people that go there and they look for those deep targets. You have to get the deep stuff. That's where the good stuff is, usually, in that park. I can't sure. I can't ignore everything. Yeah. It's a bad habit. It's tough to pass up those good tones. Yeah. It is. I'm getting a silver tone. I'm digging it. I don't care. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So where do you want to where do you want to go where do you want to you got some uh, got some dream hunts or some hunts that you would really like to get out and go detect some places? Or are you just pretty content there on the East Coast? No, so me and my family would like to travel to the fifty states. Um, oh, like what's his name? Um, what's his name over there in Colorado with the ponytail? Clash. Clash guitar. Clash. So I've been, we've been thinking this for a long time. We want to go to every state, and hopefully somebody on YouTube will say, hey, you should come by here, or I'll meet you here. Uh, we're going to first start off in New Hampshire, I believe, by the end of the year or the beginning of next year. It's all these restrictions are really hindering us traveling too much. Um, so we'd like to do that, all the 50 states, and eventually I'm going to go back to where my uh, dad's from in Italy and uh, hopefully metal tech over there. Ooh. How cool would that be? Be awesome. amazing. My how dad's cool. family, rather, not my dad. Yeah, but how cool would that be to find? Because that's my ideal. People always ask me what's top on my bucket list. It would be finding something from one of my ancestors' old, you know, homesteads that I could somehow tie to the ancestor. You know what I mean? Like right. You, yeah, exactly. if you found something with the fail on so it, you cool. know what I mean, or something like that, or even with a D <laughs> on it or whatever, you know, from, yeah. from your family's old hometown. Uh, just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. That would be well, the Well, speaking ultimate. of that, Lou, do you, do you know whereabouts in Italy uh, your, your family's from? Yes. By chance? So, uh, my what, father's side. My mother's side is a different part of Italy. My dad is this little island called Filiguri. It's, it's part of Sicily, but it's an island on its own. It's almost like a little Hawaii island. I think it only has a population of 20, uh, 235 or something like that now. It, mostly people just go there for vacation. It used to have a lot of people there, but obviously people left. Most of them came to America. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going. Come on, Tony. Let's go. <laughs> Small deserted island? There's a lot of history. There's Roman history there. There's World War II history there. Wow. There's a ton of history there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, my my, uh, my mater- or fraternal, my, my father's, father's family uh my grandfather he they're from casenza which is uh just oh, kind of wow. up that up that coast from from sicily not too far uh 
from what you're talking about over there. So that's definitely a spot that I want to head over and go see. I'm sure there's lots of Frangelos over there, and uh, you know who knows how how I'm related to them. But I agree, like going over to to seeing that that would just be absolutely incredible. Max wife awesome. told me a story one time of her dad, and their last name was Montini, and I forget the name of the little village. It's not even on a map, and. Uh, him, him and his his uh, army partner uh, went over there when they were serving in the army, and he, they got on leave, and they went there. And they were going to go try and find the old village, and I guess they started asking around. And word got around that they were there and looking, and they were telling them where to go. They had to walk up these steps to, like, the top of this tall wall and stuff. And by the time they got and made it to the village, word had spread, and, like, a bunch of people had turned out. I guess they used to grow olives there. And a bunch of people had turned out, and like they knew the old Montinis, for, you know, the old ancestors and stuff. And oh wow! All of a sudden, it was a big party. And I remember her dad always telling me that, like, he just was so blown away. People were offering for them to stay in their house, and it just always sounded like just an amazing experience. And one I know he never forgot, and uh, it just always sounded amazing, you know, to go find some little village at the top of some wall, you know, on some of those <laughs> steep streets that, uh, you know, had no name to it on a map, at least. She told me one time, I just can't remember the name of it, but pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And Great to detect story. there would just be, you know, pretty, pretty amazing. How about uh, collaborations? Anybody you uh, would love to go detect with? That in the detecting community that maybe you haven't had a chance to yet? Besides me and Tony, of oh, course. <laughs> yeah, of course you guys. Of course, of course. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, under, wait, under California, which, uh, is that his channel? Under California. Wait, hold on one second. <laughs> um, yeah, under California. He lives in California. He's actually, he works in the film industry. He, I think he got a some kind of an Oscar or something or an Emmy or something. He's kind of a reward. Wow. He does great acting under California. He goes to ghost towns, you know, in the deserts of California. That's just something. I love ghost towns. There's something about yeah. ghost towns that just just seem cool to go to. I don't know why. Yeah. I would love to go with him. Um, and anybody in the U.K. Uh, that goes to any type of farm. Farming is cool. Uh, I mean, farms are awesome to hunt. And U.K. is it seems like they have the the old the awesome stuff to find out there. Uh, maybe the man with the hat. Uh, there's so many. Metal, I'm subscribed to so many uh, <laughs> green metal metal green metal ma- mountain uh, green mountain metal. Green mountain. I think is great. I, I, it's hard to pick. There's too many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's just too many out there, and you want to go dig with everybody. But you get to know enough people, though, yeah. right, Lou? It's like wherever you want to go, like your goal to go hit all 50 states. I guarantee you there's enough channels out there that you could just reach out to, hey, I'm coming to Arizona, you know, let's see who's out in Arizona and get on some local farms yeah. there, and, you know, people yeah. people hook you up. Everywhere I've traveled, I've done that, and I've always had people reaching out to me. It's just whether I've had time or not to actually right. go you know and, and meet up with people and that's the hard part because usually when i'm traveling i'm on vacation and it's usually all about vacationing and me and my wife hanging out and you know getting away from our life right. for a while and uh you know if i can exactly. sneak away in the morning before she wakes up or something that's one thing but uh you know unless we plan for a day away where i can just go do some detecting and uh yeah. or throw a detector in her hand she uh she may do that with <laughs> me sometime 
As a matter of fact, I wanted to ask you about Ocean Beach, Maryland. Uh, do you go there very often? Um, I did when I was younger, but um, this is going to be a third time, I believe. This Sunday is going to be a third time going. It's it's a a lot of beach towns. I don't want to call old beach towns trashy. <laughs> there are some that are just, you know, there's a lot of riffraff. And this one, uh, this one particular is very clean. A lot of families. Uh, it's just a really beautiful place to go on vacation. For the beach, for the food, they have great seafood, crabs, and um, rides for the kids, a beautiful boardwalk. And, of course, Mel Technic on the beach. I'll be right on the beach with the hotel. Is it very far from you? Four hours away, Jeff. About four hours? Okay. Yeah, about four hours away from us to drive. My wife and I are thinking of going there. We've been talking about the next place we go for vacation. We've been thinking about Ocean Beach and um, never been there before, but we're thinking about it. And uh, we've got family in, uh, where's she at now? I think she's in Jersey. She was in Brooklyn. Now she moved to Jersey. She's our niece. And we're thinking, uh, we never visited her, so we're thinking about turning it into a little vacation plus pop up there and see her, get to see her new home and stuff. So if we get up that way, if we get up to Jersey, get up to uh, Brooklyn, we'll see where she's at. Maybe I'll hit you up and we can uh, hook up and get together. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might be also going to Digstock coming up soon. Um, I have a ticket to go, but I don't know what's going to happen with these restrictions. Not that I, w- I want to bring that up, but... Uh, I will be there if there's no um, any kind of restrictions or anything like that, as long as I get a hotel room. Because it is a three-day event, I believe. Yeah, did you go to the last one in 19, 2019? I didn't. This is my first one I would be going to. Would it be your first big event? Or have you been to others? Uh, not this big. No, I mean, I, this, this would be the biggest metal detecting event I've been to. Gotcha. I, I'm sure there'll be some metal detectors on, on YouTube I can meet up there. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. The one in 2019 was amazing. So if this is anything like that, same area, kind of same. Uh, same New York. Yeah, yeah, same area. Just a cool, cool place to be. Cool place to be just sitting in the middle of a field looking around, listening to the wind blow. I made a video about my trip there, and it, uh, you can kind of see at the end of the video that uh, it's just it's kind of showing the area. I kind of pan around, and I'm the, I was the last one in the field, and uh, it was just pretty pretty cool experience being in that part of the country. I hadn't been that part of the country, you know, New England before, but uh, really cool. I, I loved it. Had a great time. Awesome. Sounds good. I can't wait to go. Yeah. Well, I hope you do. Uh, I know I've heard a lot of people being there. Uh, when's the next time you're going to live stream? What detecting or just um, talking? No, whatever. Uh, like, when do you do? You have any plans yet? When's the next time you think you're gonna live stream? Um, I, I want to do it. Uh, probably one on this weekend. I'm gonna probably hit a beach. I do it in the summer. I'd like to go out on the beaches at night, right after everybody drops everything and it's cool. <laughs> so I usually, I usually Mark. hit um, a really packed beach at nighttime. So it'll either be Saturday or Sunday night. And uh, I love finding any type of jewelry live. It's just an awesome. It's awesome. And it's authentic. And that's something I wanted to talk about. I know this isn't really a YouTube podcast. We try to make this as authentic as possible. There's a lot of, you know, there's ways that people get followings that I'm just not a sellout. I wouldn't do. Uh, there's a lot of fake stuff. And then there's 
people constantly calling cops of things they find. I, I just can't do that. I like to, to be authentic. Look, we're here to find something. Here it is, live. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't fake live. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, your your channel's great. I just posted the link again to uh, Indiana Tones, uh, Lou's uh, YouTube channel. I encourage you all to go over there. And uh, don't just become a scribe, just subscriber. Make sure you take a look at his videos. And if you like what he's doing, then go ahead and hit the subscribe button because nothing, uh, nothing is better for a YouTube guy than to watch his videos. That's what YouTube likes to see. And, uh, yeah, give it a look. He's got some great stuff over there. But, uh Hey, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show. We're reaching the end of the thing here. What we usually do is ask our guests to hang on the line until after the music plays out at the end, and then you and I will, and Tony will say our goodbyes off the air. Are you okay with that? Sure, sounds good. Yeah. Well, I'll give you your last word. You want to do some final parting words? Um, I'll, I'll let you do that, let Tony do it, and then we'll go ahead and uh, play the music out of here. So go ahead. Uh, it was great, Lou. Thank you so much for coming on as our guest and uh and uh, you were great, man, answering all our questions, telling us, you know, we kind of got a great feel of what it's like digging over in that area. And I don't know if I want to go to Dead Horse Bay, man. I just don't know if I want to. <laughs> Even hey, with you the... better off not go. <laughs> don't go. Don't go. I, I'm not going. Don't go. I'm going back. <laughs> don't go. <laughs> well, go ahead. You got the last word, Luke. Go for it. All right, guys. Make sure you fill in your holes and keep swinging. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> Tony, what do you got? You got any words for us here as we work our way out? I just, you know, uh, head over to YouTube, check out my channel, 5280 Adventures. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the good social media stuff. <laughs> Come over, check me out, leave me some comments. And uh, we got to you and I got to make some time to go out hunting here pretty soon. Yeah, we, we do. And, uh, you know, my mom has left now. She's here for two weeks. I had that occupying me. Then I had this huge lawsuit yeah. I was involved in, and I was going to be really taken up with that. That ended. So now uh, they settled out of court. So now I'm... Uh, pretty 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 open so just let me know um i've got my yeah. hunt coming up here and uh, next uh, weekend not this weekend but next weekend the one i'm sponsoring and uh looking forward to that um but yeah we'll get together we'll get together and go out uh sometime soon Sounds i good. hope yeah and hey, yeah, for and all i you, wanted to thank yeah. thank lou real quick too thank you lou for coming on tonight it's been great speaking with you and i've had just an absolutely great time so yeah Bye. yeah it was fun now uh, we uh yeah, for those of you who tried calling in, I apologize again. I don't know. Uh, we'll get that fixed. We'll get that worked out. And uh, feel free to call in next time we're in. Uh, a little preview of next week. Next week, we actually have some international callers calling in. If I can get the phones working here on this Skype account, make sure we can call internationally. We're going to call Japan. We're going to talk to Japan treasure hunters uh, next week, next Thursday. It'll be 8 p.m. Eastern our time. It'll be 9 o'clock in the morning the following day for them. So um, they're willing to come on. There's a whole bunch of them that are coming on, too, so it should be interesting. But tune in for that next Thursday. Again, links right down below to Tony's channel, to my channel, to Digging with Seven. you got to make sure you go check out his channel. And then, of course, Lou DeFeo with Indiana Tones. Great guest. Everyone, have yourself a great night. Have yourself a great weekend. Be safe. And we're going to catch you here next Thursday. Good night. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Relics Radio. We really do appreciate it. 
Be sure and join us live each Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern here on Spreaker. Or you can catch the archive show at Relics Radio on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast outlets. Please take a minute and hit the like button and be sure that you follow us so that you'll get notifications of all of our upcoming broadcasts. Be sure and visit Digging with Seven and Adventures in Dirt on YouTube and check out the Relics Radio Facebook group page. If you'd like to get in touch with us, then send an email to relicsradio at outlook.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hope that you will join us next Thursday night. And until then, get out there and dig some history.